Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Preach the Peach. I'm Sage. And I'm Alyssa. And we're the co-founders of Peach Pack, an online community that is having pretty radical conversations about womanhood. We're bringing late night sleepover chats from behind closed doors straight to your ears. On this episode of Preach the Peach, we are chatting about the dating and single life distress during a pandemic. We first chat about what content has been getting us through the lockdown. Hello, sex in the city. Ali then unleashes and has a little rant about being single during COVID. And then we hear from you guys to chat about your dating experiences in COVID so far. Let's get into it. 23. I'm 24. And me. <laughs> okay, what is this episode? This episode is called 23 and Me. Wait, do you know where I got that idea from? I think the title? so. But like, no. So there is a test you can do. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Basically, okay. there's this test that you can do. I think all you need to do is do a bit of like a saliva spit mm. situation. And then you send it off and this company basically through your spit can do a whole genetic test and tell you your ancestry and where you're from and mm. blah, blah, blah. Anywho, so that, so 23 <laughs> and me, I'm 23. I'm fucking 24. <laughs> it's my 23rd year. No, no, tw- no it's my 25th year. Yeah, <gasps> I don't want to scare you, but. Stop it. No, just When stop. you turn 24, it means you've completed 24 years. So you're, you've just I'm started commencing. your 25th year of life. Okay, cool. So yeah, <laughs> where am I? Okay, but I'm about to as well. I'm an October baby, Libra yeah. baby. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be 24. I'm going to be with you very soon. Yeah. But yeah, we're doing this podcast in the midst of another lockdown, lockdown six in Victoria. No matter. Ses. Ses. Is that six? Uno, dos. Trash. Trash. Quattro. Cinco says. Says. I think I'm right. Um, so we want to talk about. <laughs> we want to talk, talk about. Things, things we've, we've watched. watched. <laughs> <laughs> Content we've been consuming. Hell yeah. Okay, yeah. you go first. Well, I think because, yeah, you're spending a lot of time at home, mm. a lot of time in front of a screen. But currently, something that's been bringing me so much joy, other than masturbation, (laughs) is sex in the city. I know that's like a cliche at the moment and a lot of people are re-watching it. I think it's on binge. So is that because it's recently gotten onto binge? I think in the last few months, Mm. yeah, it's been on binge um, and started from season one, currently up to season four. And it's just... 
iconic. Like I think you're kind of living through them at this weird time because you're seeing them live these crazy lives in New York City, just yeah. like four incredible women um, taking on the world and just like having these conversations and partying and doing yeah. funny things and yeah. like watching that is really therapeutic because it kind of gives you hope like oh, one day one day we'll yeah. be living like Miranda Carey and <laughs> Samantha and, yeah um, right so I've loved that that's been getting me through love that for you I should watch it I've I don't, love it I've watched the movies and like a few episodes but I've never fully committed yeah to the um, whole series. to the whole series so maybe I will start that yeah and what about you um okay for me I've got two things mm. One is very basic bitch, but I love it so much. But it's been, um, sorry, two YouTube videos. Yeah. I think you've watched both of them. The Ember Chamberlain Vogue oh, outfit. Oh, my God. We haven't spoken about this. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm sorry. There is something about Emma fucking Chamberlain <laughs> that I'm just so obsessed with. I've watched her for years. Have yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. Recently. I feel like you got me into her when we were in yeah. together. So, like. She started a few years ago on YouTube and she she started like when she was 16 years old. So very young, yeah. but probably even before then. Um, and she's just grown so mm. much. But she, I think what people like about her so much, besides like how relatable she is mm. and like she's very self-deprecating, but like in a hilarious <laughs> way. Um, but she's just been so consistent. Mm. And recently I'd say she's gone through a bit of like a glow up. Like she never really used to care about like fashion and stuff. And then all of a sudden in the past few years, she has started caring about it and goes like thrift shopping or whatever. Mm. So she's become a lot cooler, like effortlessly yeah. cool, but yet has remained really true to herself. Right. And she's still self-deprecating. She's still hilarious. <laughs> she's still like burps and farts, but she's just like elevated her style yeah, um, so much. And it's just like, I don't know. I just think she's so fucking cool. She's like daggy chic. Like yeah. some of the outfits are so rogue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people I think are like, what is this, Emma? Yeah. <laughs> but she's but like, she I loves love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so love that. And the other video was the Bella Hadid. Um, she goes through her looks yeah. over the past few years. So intriguing. She's also just so iconic. Yeah. And like, <laughs> she's a Libra. Yeah. Bella did like, I feel aligned. Yeah, her. I feel so aligned. We're both Libras. Yeah. And um, I don't really know what that means, but I'm just like going with it. She just like handled herself so eloquently yeah. and she's so sweet. And I feel like mm. it's very interesting thinking about celebrities and like people in the public eye and like what makes people really likable versus mm. other people and I just feel like with those two specifically they're so genuine and like yeah. you feel like what they're giving you is really true to themselves yeah authenticity um, yeah authenticity okay. exactly yeah. um but also okay those are my basic bitch recommendations yeah, which, which I love, love. <laughs> um but the other thing that I watched recently during lockdown was misrepresented oh true yeah have you watched it yet? No, but you, you, you have to. You have to. Mm. It's like a maybe four part series, like half an hour mm. episodes on ABC iView, I think. Um, and it's about female politicians in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so interesting because it's the the politicians are across like all parties. Mm. And so they have differing like political views and whatnot. But the thing that unites them is being female and like their experiences within the Australian 
political like system is yeah. so similar yeah. even though they're like different parties different yeah. like people whatever um the narrative of like what female politicians have had to go through in Australia is insane mm. and especially indigenous women yeah um so I won't give too much away but I just yeah. every single person should go watch that yeah. series Okay. Hopefully, yeah, if you guys go check out those things mm. or start watching, you know, Sex in the City or Misrepresented yeah, or any of the Vogue, you know, Bella Hadid, Emma Chamberlain, <laughs> you know, just like shout You've us probably out. watched those already. Yeah, <laughs> like everyone's – it's probably like top yeah. ten most viewed. What's like YouTube Trending. Do? Yeah, the trending videos on yeah. YouTube. Well, I actually want to read this Dolly Alderton quote that I put – I think I wrote it in my notes because... In our show notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like some signposting. Love it. Um, because I recently, you know, like... Tell 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 the context. fans. <laughs> tell the community who Dolly Alderton is. Okay, so Dolly Alderton is... I think she's from the UK. She's an author. Um, wrote a book. It must be... What was it titled? It's like All Everything I Know. Everything I Know About like, Love. Everything I know about love. love. And it's kind of her a memoir of sorts, mm. speaking about her own experience um, as a 20-year-old, kind of going through the motions of trying to find love, different, you know, relationships she had and friendships and just navigating through this really confusing time. And I started reading it. You had initially read it and were like, you have to read it because we lived in London together and you're like, it's so nostalgic for you. Mm. Um, so, you know, classic like post-breakup, you know, reading lots of like self-help, self-love books mm -hmm. and came across her and basically she was referring to her 20s as rambunctious. I think that's how you say that word. Yeah. Restless and ramshackle, roving, raw, raw, raucous. raucous and rebellious. My roaming decade, my roaring 20s. Whoa. Lots of okay. What does that mean? I don't know what some what of those words mean. mean? No, but I, what, you know, drew me to that sentence was, I guess, bigger picture. Her 20s were just wild, you know, yeah. and you get that in the book. She's had lots of loves, lots of experiences. Mm. And I think I was reading this book during lockdown five. So <laughs> Victorian's like last lockdown. Mm. And then going into lockdown six, you know, just the feelings of wanting to do a lot and wanting to date and put myself out there, but feeling really like stale and stagnant and mm. then feeling a bit frustrated within myself. Like, come on, Alyssa, like just get motivated. Just like do a fucking COVID walk date or, you mm. know, take red wine to the park and do loops around the park, you know. Yeah. But the motivation isn't necessarily there for me. And that's also a bit like depleting. Like, why mm. isn't it there? Mm. Um, so in general, just the single feels during this time, mm. it's just a roller coaster of, you know, feeling a bit lonely, relying on your friends, but then also being a bit like frustrated and wanting to then put yourself out there. Yeah. But then the motivation's lacking, like it's this weird cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And I feel like you've like, what's the saying? Bed the brunt of it. Like mm. I unleash a lot onto you and you hear a lot about <laughs> no but you hear a lot about especially my current single woos and trying to put myself out there mm. and it's just like a struggle at the moment yeah and I think there's when the pandemic started we were 22 mm. and it's two years later now like yeah. you've just turned 24 I'm about to turn 24 and I think 
you know, it hasn't necessarily been an outspoken thing, but I think there is this narrative of like when you're 22, you're still really young and dating and partying or whatever. And now, you know, we're 24. There's a few people in our community who like are getting engaged. Um, yeah. And like, I think people think view 24 upwards as like very different to your yeah. young 20s. But I want to challenge that because yeah. if, first of all, 24 is still so young. So young. So young. Like, I think we think our mid to late 20s is kind of when it's like over, but we're going to be 30 one day and be like, remember being 26? Yeah. You know, like 26 is so young, like 28 is so young. And age is such, it's just like a construct. Yeah. And we can enjoy our time. We can date. Like there is no deadline on when to get married, when to have a family. Like you don't, those things Mm. aren't like necessary yeah Um, they're just norms and you don't need to adhere to it yeah I weirdly though I don't necessarily feel pressure about the settling down aspect Mm. or finding you know finding my person I feel like I have my people which is like a really nice thing I guess a positive to come from COVID like I feel like I'm not necessarily seeking out um a A lover that is gonna like fill a void within me I feel very content like with the people that I rely on. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily necessarily looking for someone in that capacity, like such a serious capacity. Yeah. So for me, what I find weighs on me is the dating aspect. It's mm. like I want to have fun. I want to put myself yeah. out there. Like I'm 24. I want to like fucking Dolly Alderton have these rogue random experiences yeah. and be able to reflect on them when I'm like – no 50 60 and be like wow my 20s were really full yeah and I I think in some respects I feel like they are really full like Mm. I feel a lot of joy and happiness but there's something about the the single life experience of just like meeting random people going to a bar like Mm. connecting with someone and being intimate with someone like I just feel I haven't had those experiences so that's where I think the frustration yeah it's I feel like that's where really feels like you've been robbed yeah. of those experiences. But I will say when we get out of these lockdowns, like oh. it should just be a reminder for you to be like, okay, you feel so shit during the lockdown. Like you just yeah. want to go out and do these things. Like just do it. Yeah, just a like reminder. Go for it. 100%. Um, so we asked you guys on my Instagram account how you have found dating during COVID and we've got some responses that we love and want to discuss. Yeah, because the reality is I think something, you know, really heartwarming is knowing that a lot of people are feeling like very similarly when yeah. it comes to like dating and putting yourself out there in a freaking pandemic. Like yeah. if anyone has tips how to make a walking date raunchy and yeah. like <laughs> feel, you know, Sexy hot and, and heavy. Like <laughs> I walked away from a recent date and I was just like, whoa, I do not feel like hot and raunchy. Oh. Like some dates you mm. walk away from and you're like, or just experience Yeah, and you're feeling bit, yourself. Yeah. And I just, it would so, be hard to do that on a yeah. walk around a park. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Anyway, so some of our favorite responses. <laughs> Number one, it's a lot of tension building and no release, you know, question mark, question mark. It sucks, but in a flirty way, question mark, (laughs) like all it is, is messaging people and not being able to invite them over. So, whoa. Yeah. So like a lot of build up. Yeah. 
And then you're waiting for like the big shebang, like I'm going to go meet this person. They're going to come on over. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. Yeah. Or then you go for a walk. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't a freaking release at all. It's like, okay, there's children in the park. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Then someone else said Insta DM is the new Tinder. Mm. What do you think about that? I can't comment because I'm not dating, but... Well, I feel like you've had funny experiences with Insta DMs, like random, like people who are like, well, she's hot. My experience with Insta DMs in that capacity is like <laughs> some weirdos <laughs> being like, want to come over, lady? <laughs> lady friend. <laughs> you hot, like me back. <laughs> like and subscribe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My I Insta DMs, I... Yeah, I'm not opposed to. I mm. feel it it seems natural because people spend a lot of time on Instagrams. Yeah. Um, okay, this is a more positive one. Mm. I started dating someone during the big Mel lockdown and it worked out so well for me because the only thing we could do was go on walks and talk to each other. Instead of going to movies and avoiding awkwardness, we really got to know each other. Mm. So that's a bit of a positive spin. Yeah, 100%. Um, And when I was going through the responses, there actually were quite a few people who said, like, I met my soulmate the day before lockdown and it forced them to spend a lot of time together and they've ended up being in a really positive relationship. Yeah, I feel it's really interesting because I think it, it definitely can go one or two ways. Relationships in general during COVID, either it's really you know, you build a really solid solid foundation because you have mm. to go on these long walks and get to know each other in a really intimate way that maybe if you're just dating and going out and drinking and I don't know, you're scraping the surface in yeah. those contexts. Mm. Um, and then the other way it could go is, I don't know, you're rushing into something mm. really because you want to feel a void or you're feeling a bit lonely so you just get into something that you're probably not mm. necessarily wanting to. But just the nature of these weird and uncertain times like makes you feel like, oh, no, this is what I need right now. Yeah. And, yeah, it's interesting, those two different ways of approaching relationships in this period. Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. So this was funny. This popped up a bit. Someone said, because of restrictions, you couldn't go on dates. We would meet up in Woolies to hang out. (laughs) Woolies, for any international listeners, is... It's um, a supermarket chain. It's a supermarket chain called Woolworths, but Australians call it Woolies. Woolies. Um, which is just hilarious. I got a few of those. Like um, someone said, I work at Coles and there's been a lot of flirting. What? Happening like at the checkout. Whoa. Um, which, okay. Um, yeah, I think that is hilarious. Grocery <laughs> shops is where it's all at. Yeah. I, honestly, the fact that like the times we're living in, that that's now the place to go. Yeah. If you want to go, chat someone up, yeah. head down to your local Woolies. Like <laughs> Hilarious. I actually can't. Someone said, I'm touch starved. What? Oh, <laughs> like I yeah, miss like being pu- touched, oh, hungry yeah. for being touched. Yeah, I, I that. yeah, I think that's a really like sad thing that's come from COVID is people are so reluctant to kind of, you know, because you don't know people's boundaries. boundaries. I think in general, some people are a bit more vigilant around like germs and yeah. keeping the distance. Other people don't adhere to that. So yeah Mm, no there's definitely definitely been a lack of like human touch and connection yeah like 
irrespective of dating. Yeah, or those just types in of general. Relationships, just yeah. in general. Mm. Which I hope we get back to that yeah. at some point. Um, I guess this one I can speak to. It's someone wrote, not well. My relationship of five years started hitting some serious bumps in the road. I feel like that would be the case for a lot of people during lockdown. I actually remember during the first lockdown, people would ask, is your relationship like thriving or Mm. dying? It was like either it was really working out for some couples because, you know, they found a routine and they were spending more time together and Mm. their relationship just kind of developed and grew. But for some people, it was like it really ruined a lot of relationships because Mm. they were forced to like spend a lot of time with each other. There was no breaks of like going to work, coming back, going on dates, doing those extra nice things. Yeah. um, and and it became really like monotonous. Yeah. Um, How do you feel like it's impacted your relationship? I feel very lucky that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I spent lockdown with my boyfriend last year, and it was really great. I think. I think a lot of the time when I reflect on like how my relationship's going, it Mm. always comes down to how we're both feeling within ourselves. Mm. So I think last year. Um, you know, I had a really good routine of like mm. getting up and doing yoga, or exercising, and then working really hard with you on uni and Peach Pack. Mm. Um, and you know, he was just like by my side doing his own work. Um, yeah. And so we were really complimenting each other, and I was in a good place and feeling good mm. about the work I was doing, and yeah. then that reflected in the relationship. Yeah. Um, but often, if I'm like not feeling good then I project that onto him, which is sad and unfortunate, but that's just the reality of mm. relationships. Yeah. Um, it's what we were kind of saying yesterday when I was kind of talking just about general mental health flatness. Mm. And it's, yeah. It's, it happens to us as it, well. Fully. Like I, I think it's just generally comes down to when you do feel like shit, you just take it out on the people that you're closest to. Yeah. And I guess because I don't, have a boyfriend it's like sage is that out for me so Mm. like sometimes I'll just be really shitty or like me (laughs) no but like and it's the same with our families like you said growing up you and your brothers like that's just like your outlet you know yeah because it's that unconditional love you know that like they'll still love you um, yeah so you feel like you can be your worst self around mm. them because you're like, oh, I know I'm being shitty, but, you know, they'll still be there at the end of the yeah. day. And with a partner, I feel like, well, with you and your boyfriend, it's so – it translates, you know, you can very much tell that you guys, because you have your own independence and shit going for you outside of the relationship, that then everything you're bringing to the relationship is just like mm. like happiness in its mm. purest form because internally you guys both feel. Mm. And if you don't, then – that's just like a really honest conversation you both have. And you know what that's just reminded me of or made me think about is, you know, if I'm feeling shitty, Mm. you know, Sam will definitely, I've revealed his name. (laughs) That's like Voldemort, like he who shall not be named. named. (laughs) But if I'm feeling shitty, um, I'll take it out, unfortunately. Not I'll take it out on him, but he'll definitely feel it and so will you. Yeah. But that makes me think about people who are dating. Mm. I feel like just generally in lockdown, we all feel shit. Like I know I just spoke really positively about my relationship, but I have shit days all Mm. the time and don't feel myself, you know, a lot of the time. 
Um, and so having dating in that mix, yeah. like, how are you meant to go on dates when you're not feeling your best self? Fully. And that's what I mean, like, in terms of the motivation. It's like, in theory, in theory, like, I will be, they will be lined up. I will mm. have one on Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. But because if you're suffering from poor mental health or you just have like generally flat days and not feeling yourself, mm. just feeling like really apathetic, not motivated, then to bring that into a context of dating, it's like, yeah. well, that's exhausting. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, I'd just rather see my friends. Yeah, I can so, I so get that. Okay, two more. Yeah. Thanks to COVID, my flatmate and I are now more than that. Guess we spent too much time together. He, he, he. I feel like that's so <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. I personally feel like I've had conversations with friends. I feel like a general vibe yeah. is that people, at least from our friends, mm. people are really keen to explore yeah. a bit more. I yeah. think what COVID has done has showed us that like, we're just so bored yeah. that we're like, I want new experiences yeah. and like friends are starting to date friends and yeah. having starting to have sex with new friends and like new experiences yeah. and um, experiment with, with their sexuality. And yeah. I think that that is a really positive thing, just like more sex positive, more like wanting new experiences. And I think that yeah. that's so great. Yeah, that's definitely if that comes out of COVID is, you know, people were able were able to, you know, look inward and decide like this is actually more aligned with me. I'm going to explore like this part of my sexuality or, mm -hmm. you know, go this route or whatever. Maybe I am into my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> then I think that's incredible. Yeah. That's so good. Agreed. Okay. Last one. I'm freshly 20, broke up with my long-term toxic ex-BF and I'm thriving dating Tinder hotties. Whoa. Whoa! Love that energy. Love that energy. <laughs> we, yeah, I think, you know, I messaged Sage last night. And I was like, everyone should be feeling like, or just be surrounded by people that are making you feel like your best self. Like you want to mm. feel in this current climate, I think it's really healthy to have bad days and kind of surrender to that. But outside of that, you want to be thriving. Yep. Surround yourself with people who fucking uplift you, if mm. that's Tinder hotties that are making you feel like a baddie, do it. You do it. Do it. Yeah. And I, I really want to do a whole episode on this, but yeah, I always say like my friendships and you mm. are just as valuable and important to me as my relationship with my partner. Yeah. And um, I think when we start acknowledging that and mm. being like, you know what, my friendships make me feel fucking good and I'm going to yeah. invest in that just as much yeah. as I'm going to invest in dating and yeah. in finding a like romantic relationship. I think it like is revolutionary and like yeah. fully, yeah, like if I didn't have you, if I didn't have my girlfriends, Girlfriend. I don't know what I'd do. Be so lost. So lost. <laughs> <laughs> we need to like show the video yeah. of what we did for that. Lost. <laughs> um, cool. Well, if this gives people the motivation to, or not necessarily motivation, but just know the Everyone. single feels a real, the COVID feels a real. Everyone's going through this weird wave. Um, hopefully, this podcast episode makes you feel like a bit more validated in experiences that you're going through. Yeah. Um, and part two. Yeah. This is part one. We really wanted to hone in on the dating life. Episode two, uh, sorry, part two of this episode is going to be talking about 23 and me, but 
Korea. To give a little teaser, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to like have it all figured out yeah. by 24. But nah. not, not, not <laughs> happening. Not here. So if you're interested in hearing that combo, that will be out next week. Yeah. But in the meantime, if you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and follow and send to your friends, send to people who you think will enjoy this conversation. Oh, also a really strong recommendation. Um, if you love talking or hearing about dating, you should definitely go listen to the Whinge yeah. podcast. Um, it's done by these two girls who they basically whinge about their hinge dates and it's it is really funny. so funny. Yeah. Um, so definitely go check that out. And in the meantime, we will see you next week. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.